Greetings, everyone. My name is Sasha Fleming, and I am the CEO and owner of Self is Wealth, a financial literacy company. In fact, we are also a financial literacy community. And something we've realized over the years working with clients is that people were living a life of lack, not because they had to, but because they lacked a financial foundation, which causes them to mismanage funds. Too many people think that they can opt in and out of the financial game, but this is a mandatory game. Everyone has to play or you will get left behind. Some people find themselves losing the game because they don't understand the rules. We teach people the rules of the financial game. Again, my name is Sasha Fleming, and I want to welcome you to the Self is Wealth podcast. So today, I want to talk about stocks. I want to talk about picking winning stocks. I've had conversations with clients, friends, multiple people that are building their stock portfolio. Some of them are doing fairly well. Some of them are doing okay. Some of them don't really know what's going on. But most of the stocks in their portfolio did not come from them making an informed decision. It came from advice somebody gave on social media. It came from um, somebody they were watching on um, uh, Market Mondays. It came from somebody they were watching on um, CNN, etc., etc. The decision was not an informed decision that they made themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. Here and there, it's okay to heed to financial advice or stock tips from people that you trust. But even when people that you trust are giving you stock tips and stock advice, it is up to you to do that due diligence to check that out. You got to do that due diligence and check it out. Because if you don't check it out, it can cause you losing losing out on a lot of money. Here's the thing that you must understand, right? A friend of yours may have done their due diligence and may have invested in the stock. And they may have made a lot of money from it. They may show you their returns, the yield they got on it, et etc., et all that good stuff, right? And you're like, oh, let me let me get in on, in on this real quick. And by the time you get in on it, the stock is dipping now. The stock is dipping now. You're losing money on it. You don't know when to get rid of it because you haven't done your due diligence. You're just sitting up there looking at this stock, decreasing your portfolio value. And you're like, uh, should I be holding on to this long term? Should I get rid of it now? Is it going to shoot back up? I know too many of us has had this experience. Even I have been through this experience before. And I do my due diligence. But there were times where people I like really, really trusted. And they were like, hop on this real quick. And I did it. And lost money from it. And that's not that that person can't be trusted. It's just that I got in at the wrong time. And sometimes we get in at the wrong time. Sometimes we miss the wave. And we can't treat our investments, our investment portfolios like that. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't build our portfolio hopping from wave to wave. We have to have 
some kind of research methodology in place to help us pick these winning stocks. You can't build your portfolio relying on information that you see in Facebook groups, relying on information that you hear in podcasts, relying on information from your favorite influencers. This information is great. It's great that, that, that people are sharing these gems. Don't get me wrong. But you can't depend on that as a resource to build your portfolio. You can't. That can't be the sole resource that you depend on to build your portfolio. You will lose a bag chasing social media stock trends. I hate to bring up the AMC example, but so many people lost money trying to hold AMC. Didn't even know. <laughs> Just all only thing they knew about AMC was that it was a movie theater. Didn't know nothing about the stock, the performance, their financials, none of that. And I understand why people felt the need to hop in on that trade. It was a cool little movement going on. Okay. But get in and get out. You had your fun that get out. People were trying to hold. And people lost money trying to hold. Because they didn't know that AMC was low-key a trash stock. They didn't know that AMC was not a long-term hold. They just buying, just don't know what to do with it. Don't know when to get rid of it. Don't know what's going on. Just, just know that they just got some stocks. Some folks, they invest and purchase um, low-cost stocks or penny stocks. And their approach is, well, it was cheap, so I'm not really losing out on much money. Yeah, but you're constantly pouring money into something that's not bringing you a return. At some point, all of that is going to add up. There are some people who really invest like that. Well, the stock was $2. I mean, <laughs> why do that? When you can be picking $2 stocks that actually might grow to $10 in the next five years or so. Instead of wasting your money buying a couple of $2 stocks, you don't know if it's going to pop or not. People get in their own way due to lack of patience. Due to FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Fear of missing out is one of the things that can kill a stock stock beginner's dream. Because what a stock beginner would do, a stock investor beginner would do, what they would do is they'll try to keep following these social media trends. Keep listening to what Elon is uh, tweeting. Keep listening to what this person is tweeting, what that person is saying. They're looking at everybody talking about this stock and that stock and that stock. Then they get in on these trades and they lose their money. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm overwhelmed. I see it happen all the time. And then they even get more overwhelmed at the thought of having to learn about stock investing because they think that it's so overwhelming and so difficult to do and they don't know where to start. See it happen all the time. Now, the solution to all of this, the solution to um, blindly, if you don't want to, if you no longer want to blindly invest, the solution to this is to learn fundamental analysis, to learn analysis, period, because there are two forms of analysis that you can use to help you pick winning stocks. And those two forms of analysis is fundamental analysis and technical analysis. I believe that fundamental analysis is more appropriate for stock investing beginners. 
because it 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 helps you with long-term investing. It teaches you to look at a stock like a business. Some people look at stocks differently. Some people look at them investing in stocks like they're purchasing and investing in businesses because that's essentially what they're doing. So if you see that, if you are approaching stock investing as if you are investing in or purchasing a business, which that's what it is, if you're approaching it that way, then you're more likely to succeed from long-term investing. And you're more likely to pump your folio. You're more likely to make more, more, more informed decisions. You're more likely to pick winning stocks. Now, technical analysis is a little different. It's, it's, still a, it's still a form of analysis and it's still something great to help you pick winning stocks. But instead of looking at this stock from a business standpoint, instead of looking into the numbers and, and looking at the business, you are looking at the actual performance, the charts. You're looking at to see how this stock has been performing over time. You're looking at um, chart indicators to predict how the stock is going to move based on how it was moving in the past or historically. When I first began stock investing, I was, um, I started out with charts, but I prefer And when I learned fundamental analysis, it was like a light clicked on for me. It made things so much easier for me. And it helped me to grow my portfolio and it helped me to become a lot more confident in what kind of stocks I'm picking and investing in. So I don't let things like FOMO get to me. Nowadays, when people be telling me about this stock and that stock and that stock, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll look into the numbers. The other day, a friend of mine, um, he hit me up. He was like, yeah, I'm trying to invest in this stock right here. And They just acquired a new company. So, you know, that thing about to be rolling and the stock has increased in value. I got in at this price and now it's at that price. Oh, you might want to look into this stock. Oh, and I'm like, okay, I'll look into it. Let me take a look real quick. (laughs) I looked into the stock and the financials were terrible. I mean, (laughs) terrible. When I tell you this company has been in a whole for the past three, four years, I ain't been making no money, been in the whole millions of dollars for the past three, four years. Didn't have a lot of assets on hand. Had a lot of debt that they were leveraging, had cash, right? But the, ca- but, but the cash was a, was a result of the, of the debt that they were leveraging. I was like, whoa, look at this. The financials were a circus. And so I called him. I'm like, okay, l- let me, l- let's, let's go to this company's website real quick. And let, let's see what they do. What, how, how are they a leader in this and, and a leader in that? I, I, I see up there that they're a leader in this and they're a leader in that. But I don't see anything on their financial statements that, that's attributed to research and development. So I'm, I'm like, hold up, how are they making these claims but don't have no budget towards research and development? 
and just a whole bunch of other red flags started popping up as I was looking in, into their website and as I was looking into what they do and as I was looking into their financial statements, a bunch of red flags was popping up all over the place. Bunch of red flags. So I told my homeboy, I'm, t- I'm running through all the red flags with him. And I'm like, check this though. They have an earnings call on this date and at this time. Why don't you hop on the earnings call and see what they're talking about? The, the day for the earnings call comes and he's trying to figure out how to hop on it. He's trying to find the numbers, not too much information for the number and how to hop on and all this other good stuff. So he called the investor relations department. Well, so he thought, right? And when he called him, the lady that answered didn't know what he was talking about. Another red flag. You work in the investor relations department and don't know and don't know uh, 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 don't know what's going on. Don't know that there's an earnings call on that day. Red flag. I was so confused when he was telling me about his experience. So then she finally got him to the right person that he needed to talk to. Well, she gave him an email. The email bounced back. Then she got him to whoever he needed to talk to. And whomever he needed to talk to had to get back to him. Never got back to him. So he got, he missed the earnings call. If there was one. I don't really know what was going on with that company, but it was just what my homeboy was telling me. It was a, it was a really weird experience. It seemed like it was a really weird experience. Now imagine if he wouldn't have done his due diligence and, and even, well, technically he kind of didn't do his due diligence. He was ready to buy it until I said, hold up now. Let me look into these financials. He was ready to buy it just because of the fact that it was kind of moving up. And so if he wouldn't have, if, if he wouldn't have talked to me, he would have bought that stock. He would have thought to himself, well, it's cheap. Even if I lose money, it was still cheap. He would have bought the stock at the height. At his high. And he would have lost money. He would have lost money. He would have lost out on that stock. Who would have lost out in that play? And that's what I mean. That's why it's so important to, to learn some kind of a form of analysis, whether it be technical or fundamental. But for beginners, I feel that fundamental analysis is, is more appropriate and less complex. Once you get fundamental analysis down, then you can start learning technical analysis and you can start um, co-mingling the two. Using both of them. Because when you use both of them, ho-ho, you really get some things done. But real quick, before I let you guys go, I want to talk about a ratio. I'm going to be talking about a few different ratios. Well, let me back up a little bit. I am having a finance, uh, a stock investing workshop for beginners on Saturday, February 20th from 11 a.m., Eastern Standard Time to 1 p.m. And we are going to, I'm going to be teaching guys on fundamental analysis. I already have an ebook out called Pump Your Folio. So this workshop um, is called Pump Your Folio Live. 
And so we'll be going through the concepts in the ebook and I'll be explaining um, uh, how to read through a financial statement, how to interpret it. Um, in addition to what's in the ebook, I'll also be going through different financial statements and showing, and like we'll be actually going through these financial statements together. And um, I'll be teaching you guys how to develop your own research me- methodology. I'll be teaching you guys how to pick these winning stocks. Um, I'll be teaching you guys all I know about fundamental analysis. So we're really going to go in on this workshop and you're going to leave this workshop with the confidence to pick your own winning stocks and to build your own portfolio. And I promise you the next time somebody tells you, oh, this stock, oh, this stock, you're not going to be so pressed to run and jump and try to hop on a wave. Because you got a plan, you stick to it, and you know what you're doing. And when you know what you're doing, you don't let FOMO drive your investing decisions. But I'm having this workshop on February 20th. If you are interested in this workshop, you can go to www.selfiswealth.com, but it's spelled self-x-wealth. So you're going to go to www.selfxwealth.com to purchase to to, uh, get, to register for that event. It's a two-hour live workshop. Comes with a complimentary Pup Your Folio ebook. You can go to the website to learn more about what you're going to walk away from this workshop with. So before you guys go, I want to talk a bit about one. Um, we're going to be going over different ratios that investors use to help them make with uh, pick winning stocks. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about one ratio, one very common ratio that a lot of investors use, and that is called the P.E. ratio. It's called the P.E. ratio. Now, the P.E. ratio, it um, measures the value of each share compared to its, it it measures the value of, of the stock price compared to its earnings. Measures the value of the stock price compared to its earnings. And P.E. ratio is interesting because it's a way to measure market sentiment. It's a way to measure how investors and how people feel about that stock. So if it's a high P.E., that means that they believe that the stock is going to grow um, and that that stock is is, is worth you paying a little premium for it. Because that P.E. ratio, that's a multiplier. So, for instance, if the P.E. is 20. That's essentially saying that this stock, the value of this stock is um, trading at 20 times its earnings or is worth 20 times its earnings. So that's essentially what that is saying. So uh, if you have a low P.E. ratio, it could mean that the company either isn't making money or it could mean that the company is undervalued. If you have a fairly decent P.E. ratio, um, you're dead smack in the middle of there. And if, and if your P.E. ratio is, is high, that could mean that the stock is overvalued or that could mean um, that the stock is in a really good place and investors really believe in that stock. So another way to think of it is like you're paying. So for, for instance, if the P.E. ratio is 20, then that's essentially a way to think of it is you're paying $20 for $1 of, of earnings. You're paying $20 to have $1 of 
of earnings, essentially. That's the way to think of it. So if any of you see my little snippet on Elon Musk, he says that Tesla's overvalued. And I actually went and took a look at Tesla's financials, and I can see why he says that. The financials, they're okay. But it doesn't really align with where the stock is now or where it's been. But the P.E. ratio is so high because people believe in the growth of Tesla. People believe that Tesla is going to grow to be to 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 be uh, much larger than what it is. So that's partially why the P.E. ratio Tesla is so high. It's like around 1400 or something crazy like that. Where most P.E. ratios on average are usually in between, what, 10 and 20? And Tesla's at like 1,400? What? But yes, I'm going to be talking a lot more about P.E. ratios and other ratios to use to help you pick winning stocks. I'm going to be talking about that at the Pump Your Folio workshop. So make sure that you guys go and register. It's Wednesday now. So by the time you hear this, you really got like two more days, like a day and a half to to register now. You want to go ahead and register. We're going to have so much fun at this workshop. I can't wait to see y'all there. I can't wait to talk stocks with y'all there. I can't wait to amaze and wow some of you because we're going to look at some of your favorite companies and you're going to be shocked to see what their financials are like. Like, what? They got that much debt? What? They can't pay their bills? (laughs) It's going to shock you. So I I just can't wait to see some of your reactions to analyzing some of your favorite companies. And I can't wait to see how you take this information and grow or, or, or pump your folio. So again, if you are interested in registering for that workshop, Please hurry up and go to www.selfxwealth.com. Go ahead and go to the product section. And what you're looking for is Pump Your Folio Live Workshop. It's $49. So go up there and let's change the way we're investing. Let's make more informed decisions about how we're investing. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast episode, we are also on social media. We're on YouTube. We are on um, on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Connect with us up there. Join our Facebook group, Self X Wealth Colon Wealth Building Group. Self X Wealth Colon Wealth Building Group. Again, it is always a pleasure talking to you guys and um, chatting with you guys. But yes, thank you for tuning in. And I hope to see some of you at the workshop on Saturday. Bye.